Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's such a, the opposition is so trivial and nonsensical relative to the risk. You could get sick. You could make somebody else sick. Even if you think you're a superman or superwoman, you could bring the virus home and get someone sick and it winds up killing them. So it's just, it's not smart. It's not smart. Uh, My colleague, Melissa DeRosa, said yesterday, it was stupid. That's another way of saying not smart. Sort of the hyper New York way of saying that. Takes less words. He's a treat. By the way, it is fewer words, not less words. But that's the governor of New York. And it's about time to bust the insanity of this New York-centric view of coronavirus. This New York-centric view of everything allowed me to speak with levels of authority. Born in Brooklyn, grew up in Jersey. My parents, New Yorkers, their whole lives until they moved us out to New Jersey. Cornfields at the time. And let me tell you how thankful I am. They went to Jersey and not Long Island. They were Brooklyn Jews living in Manhattan. Everybody went to Long Island. It went from, You went from Brooklyn to Long Island to Miami Beach. That was the life cycle from beginning to end. And they said, you know what? We're, go- we've, we've, we're going to Jersey. And uh, how thankful I really and truly am that they did just that. But this New York-centric philosophy on coronavirus has not only gotten us nowhere, it has created within us lies and deceit on what it is we're dealing with and how it is we're dealing with it. Who is really in danger? What really is the story? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Let's go through some numbers. In New York, as is reported, the total number of cases is 360,000. We're using some round numbers here. Now, I cannot tell you what is our actual number of confirmation of confirmed cases or of deaths. If there are 1.7 million cases in the United States, I can't tell you whether or not that's legit because presumptive positives have been added to the list. And there have been changes to the list. And then there's been conversations, questions about whether or not there's been honesty in the death counts. NBC News, states face criticism for COVID-19 data cover-ups. Now, is that covering up by listing people as dying from coronavirus? Or is that covering up as not listing people from coronavirus? You mean we can't figure out how to put names on a piece of paper? When we find out that it's all political and it's all because you got paid certain amounts of money for showing certain numbers of data, you will see how corrupt and how horrible large government is. Government always being the problem. This is why I'm an Article 1, Section 8 guy. This is why I'm a believer in a small, streamlined, efficient government, not this big bloated mess where we end up spending on everything and anything. It cannot do the job. They're not qualified. Can government... Be trusted. Hard no. That's a hard no. They can't. And it's not me saying it. It's them saying it. But let me go back to the numbers. 
let's utilize these numbers for the sake of the conversation. I went to the Google box. I very rarely go to the Google box and I put coronavirus cases by states. I just want you to know where I got the data from. It shows you 1.7 million cases, 353,000 recovered in the US and 99,470 deaths. Again, I cannot confirm any of these numbers, but let's use them for the sake of the conversation. In New York, there are 23,000 deaths, there are 360,000 cases. In New Jersey, there are 11,000 deaths, there are 153,000 cases. In Connecticut, there are 40,000 cases and 3,600 deaths. I'm taking this tri-state area and I'm saying that you've got yourself 34,000 between New York and New Jersey. You add in the, the deaths in uh, Connecticut and you get to about 38, 39,000 cases. So of these cases, the 39,000, 39,000 of the 99,000 in the United States are in the tri-state area. So a third of the cases, more than a third of the cases, near 40% of the cases, 40% of the deaths are in one area. That means to the rest of the country, there are 60,000 deaths. Do you shut down a nation for that? Oh, we shouldn't look at deaths. We should look at cases. 360,000 in New York, 153,000 in New Jersey, and then 40,000 in Connecticut. So that's 553,000 cases of the 1.7 million cases, which means a third of the cases are in the tri-state area. The tri-state area might actually have to close down for a little bit. Does the rest of the country have to close down? And let us now get to where this conversation began. If the concentration of cases was in Montana, would New York shut down? Let me share something with you. This is a New York supermarket, Staten Island, on a beautiful Memorial Day weekend. What you're hearing is people wearing masks, screaming at a woman not wearing a mask to get out of the supermarket. Get out. That's New York, baby. That's the New York that we're talking about here. Listen, I don't think you should run people out of supermarkets for not wearing a mask. Someone doesn't want to wear a mask. They don't have to wear a mask. That's, that's on them. Did you also check to see whether or not she was vaccinated? Is, is that what we're doing now? The New York-centric model has created great problems. And the great problem it creates is that it makes you think that that's the country. It's what happens when media is based in New York, which is why I'm not leaving the Midwest if I can help it. And focusing on what it is that we experience and deal with. And one of the things that we deal with is the psychological hit of thinking something is worse for us than it is. Coronavirus is clearly contagious. Coronavirus clearly can kill people. But 
when we take a look at the deaths versus the total number of cases versus how long it's been around, uh, the numbers are not what anybody described them as in the beginning. They're, they're, they're not. Not at all. Everybody got these numbers wrong. But because the concentration was so high in New York, we kept hearing about it as if somehow it was front and center at your doorstep ready to go after your kids. Oh, by the way, it doesn't go after kids, and we'll get into that a little bit later. The New York-centric mindset has created a problem for America in great ways. Let me take you to Facebook. Franco sent me a uh, sent me a message, producer Ari. And you know what the message said? It said, stop slamming New Yorkers. A $2 trillion economy. And without California and New York, America is just another Brazil. Don't forget that, Moocher. What you got, the Pacers... Great economy. Pacers, because I live in Indiana. It's the Indiana Pacers, and they're fantastic. This is the kind of flat-out ignorance that comes from spending your whole life in New York. You know, there's a theory amongst New Yorkers that New York is, is, is the capital of the, of the world, and that's the only place worth anything, and everybody else is fooling themselves. And I'll tell you, I enjoy New York tremendously. New York has an energy and a feel and a vibe less now than it did uh, but it is. It's a place worth visiting. You can't live there. And New Yorkers know they can't live there. You can't live there because you're $13 billion in debt. You make $2 trillion as an economy and you're $13 billion in debt? Why don't you tell me, Franco, how that works? Well, that works because you have terrible leadership. You vote for these nonsense Democrats who don't actually understand economic growth. You're still depending on what came from yesteryear. If you people, and I mean you people, knew anything about economic growth, you'd be in favor of fracking. You'd be allowing Western New York to explode. But you don't even consider Western New York part of New York. You couldn't care less. You only think of the five boroughs and maybe a bit of Westchester as New York. That's all you care about. Secondly, let's talk about where that $2 trillion economy comes from. It didn't come from you. It comes from a historical perspective. It comes from Carnegie's and it comes from Rockefellers who were brutal and still visionaries, guys that you want to kill today. That creation of Wall Street, they're the people you hate today. And Wall Street, by the way, can be anywhere. There was a time where it was centered in New York and it had to be in New York. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with Hamilton, the musical, but I was actually listening to this song unbeknownst to I didn't know this this comment had come in. I was listening. No one else was in the room where it happened. The room where it happened is all about the deal Alexander Hamilton made with Madison. It was Jefferson too. And in that deal, Hamilton got what he wanted, a financial system, and Madison got what he wanted, the capital in near Virginia. No one else is in the room. So Alexander Hamilton allowed New York to be this financial capital. Smart, savvy, all good stuff. You know what it had to do with you? Ungats. Nothing. So New York had this advantage. It got this deal because of Hamilton, if, if, if we want to put it that, even that was more on a federal level, but of course that's where the banks would go. And then Wall Street built and Wall Street grew and Wall Street, of course, was the thing. And now I could do all my trading from my phone. So let me ask you, why do I need New York? 
exactly how much more of that $2 trillion economy you think you got coming to you. It's walking out the door every day. You think the rest of the country can't survive without New York and California? You know what I say? Let's find out. Tough guy over here is going to tell us that we're just moochers. We need New York to get the money because we can't survive it on our own. Me, being an actual conservative with plenty of libertarian leanings, tell you you're going to have to survive on your own. And I don't think we should get any of those dollars. Me, I'm in favor of getting rid of the income tax all across the country. What are you in favor of? You favor the income tax, you're the moocher. Sucking off this one and sucking off that guy and sucking off that lady, grabbing their money here, there, and everywhere. That's who you are. That's exactly who you are. Taking their dollars. Somebody who believes in the income tax. Now, maybe he doesn't. Maybe I can't put words into his mouth that would be wrong. But if you think that the economy of America without New York and California is you just another Brazil, you'd be basing it on the idea that only New York and California could do New York and California things, and that's simply untrue. How do I know this? Pinewood Studios. I'm sorry, you don't know what Pinewood is? Pinewood Studios are in Atlanta, and Pinewood Studios is where they made all of the uh, Avenger movies. It's not in Los Angeles. They call it Hollywood, but it's not in LA. It's in Georgia. Tell me more about why I need California and New York. They're not what they were. You don't need them in terms of the industries. The industries are spreading far and wide. State after state after state is looking for ways to engage taxation as a way of attracting this film business. You don't think banking has figured out how to get to Charlotte or how to get to Atlanta or other places? Of course it has. What kidding yourself are you doing here? Well, it's what happens when you have the New York-centric point of view. It's what happens when you think that New York is actually in charge. It's not. Now, I get why media focuses on New York and D.C. D.C. is where the politics is and New York is where the money is. But as that changes, certainly you'll see some media things change in New York. By the way, CNN is terrible, but they are based in Atlanta. Of course, they've got a New York presence. You've got other organizations building and growing all over the place. It's New York today who says it'll be tomorrow. But the fundamental flaw in this idea is the idea that somehow you in the Midwest can't live without them. The debt structures of California, the, the reduction of rights in California, the attack on the Second Amendment in California and in a New York, the inability to deal with coronavirus in New York, from a foolhardy governor who wouldn't even allow nursing homes not to take in coronavirus patients, who begged to have coronavirus patients put at the Javits Field Hospital or on the U.S. Naval Ship Comfort, and the governor, that governor, Andrew Cuomo, said no. He said that you, that you, you, you have to comply. 
it's important uh, that that you comply. That was more important than saving lives. Only recently as he made the change, only recently as he figured out, my gosh, what have I done? The New York-centric view has created for all of us gaslighting and absolute terror. I say we stop. I'm Tony Katz.